Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's uh, 626-427-7678. And you can uh, find us on all social media at Everyman Sports. Um, it's March the 2nd as of this recording. Uh, happy Dr. Seuss's birthday to anybody who's uh, enjoying Redfish, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Redfish, Blue Fish, or the Cat in the Hat today. Um, good for you, and uh, thank you. So I know it's been a little while since our last broadcast, um, with football season being over, the weekly-ness, uh, the every week of uh, the NFL kind of uh, loses its luster once football's over, and especially the way it ended. Um, it's very exciting, you know, a Super Bowl like that. Um, I didn't like the outcome. Many people didn't like the outcome. Uh, the question's been raised, is it more of the comeback by the Patriots or the uh, complete failure by the Falcons? It's somewhere in the middle. So after that's over, it's, you know, a, a lot of stuff is going on, um, but not enough where it's really sort of uh, where it needs to be followed every day. I mean, if you do, and I do, um, good for you. But if on this show, it doesn't really work out for the best that way, but... It's been a little while. It's been about close to a month, so I figured now would be a great time because there's so much that has gone on. And I'll start with the NBA. And I know I've talked about how the regular season NBA is not as uh, enticing as something like the NFL. Um, but when you have something like the uh, NBA All-Star Game, which is just offense, 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 um, but following it, um, was the trading deadline, and some interesting moves did happen, and some that just weren't moves. Well, first of all, we're talking about the All-Star Game. Right after the All-Star Game, uh, while DeMarcus Cousins, of, formerly of the Sacramento Kings, is doing a presser, um, he's pretty much whispered in his ear by a publicist, you've been traded to New Orleans, uh, to the Pelicans, where he, he him and uh, the brow, uh, Anthony Davis, can now hook up to... Uh, to possibly um, make a run at the uh, Western Conference title. So uh, Cousins uh, is traded from there um, for not much. I think one of them was an expiring contract. Another was an inconsistent uh, young player. I forget the names of and a and a like a fourth round pick. I mean, De Demarcus Cousins was a top five NBA draft pick out of Duke, I believe. Out of Duke, I mean, this the, the, he was supposed to be a franchise changer, and uh, he'll be he'll go somewhere else to change a franchise. Uh, Vladi Divac, the uh, general manager of the Sacramento Kings, apparently said that he had a better deal on the table, and from what it seems like, he was kind of um, holding the cards a little bit too long. He was hoping an even better deal than that one came through, and when that better deal fell through. And there was no deal. Whatever the next deal was had to come through, and th this was the deal to the to the Pelicans. Pelicans get you know 
Cousins and Davis, I mean, in this league, if you don't have at least two big stars, uh, there is no playoffs in your future. If you have only two, then you're only going to be seeing the first and second round, and that might be about it. So it'll be interesting to see where the Pelicans go from here. Um, And with that, Kevin Durant, uh, only a few days ago, uh, came down with an injury. He'll be out for at least a month. I think it was a a bone bruise. I forget off the top of my head. I'm doing this without a lot of aids right now. And so Durant's going to be out for a little while. Now, uh, everybody could have told you a team that goes 73-9 and sets the record for most wins, winning percentage in a season, at least wins in a season. You can't improve upon that even with getting a marquee player like Kevin Durant. But with KD going down, this is going to affect them. I mean, you're going to see a lot more of uh, Draymond Green and a lot of the other players. That It's not just going to be Curry and Durant every night. It's going to be Curry and you know all those other guys that led them to a championship two years ago and then a finals appearance last season. Um, so it'll be interesting because, you know, if they start to falter and they don't get the number one seed in the Western Conference, that means somebody like Sacramento, um, San Antonio can come in and overtake that. I mean, San Antonio, it, it seems like it's more Popovich than Duncan. So long as Popovich is around, you always have to worry about them, which is true. I mean, that's a coach that makes a difference for a team more so than a star player does. So again, interesting to see, something to keep track of. Also in the Western Conference, the Lakers shook up their um, basketball operations. Jeannie Buss, who uh, now formerly of the relationship with Phil Jackson, is uh, moving on from her brother and um, the GM, Mitch, uh, I always pronounce the name wrong, uh, Kupchik. I apologize if anybody is a Laker fan and I don't know the name of your longtime GM, or at least I cannot pronounce the last name, Mitch. I will call him Mitch, uh, general manager Mitch, and um, the uh, act, the president, um, uh, Jeannie Brothers' uh, brother, who she had to fire. Um, so now Magic Johnson takes over, and he's got uh, an agent, and I forget his name too. An agent is the, I know this episode is just... I know information. I don't know specifics, but I know information. So now a former agent is now going to be the GM of the Lakers, which if you think about it in terms of the business deal, that that does kind of make sense. Um, agents do tend to be very knowledgeable statistically. And, uh, you know, they are on the one hand working for their clients. So they want to make it seem like teams need their clients more so they'll give all this information that will make it uh, keen for those teams to sign their player but still they still know um, agents are just pretty much lawyers that deal with uh, players and athletes um, in a le- it's it's still a legal uh, legally bind it's, it's legalities and um, they're legal eagles if you were so they're gonna they're going to know what they're talking about. And so I think it's going to be interesting. You'll see how it works. You know, you've seen Larry Brown, uh, Larry Brown, Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Brown was a coach uh, um, and an executive, but not to the effect of 
as a player, former player, uh, Larry Bird and Isaiah Thomas and all these other ones that have been at the top in basketball. And um, now uh, sometimes it works, like with Larry Bird, and sometimes it doesn't work, like with Isaiah Thomas. So again, it'll be interesting to see how Magic fares in this. Also, somebody pointed out Magic and Bird um, are now going to um, basically have uh, direct lines of communication to each other uh, when talking about their, if they ever want to make a trade, they pretty much have to call each other, which will be interesting and add to the uh, rivalry, the historic uh, Magic versus Bird. So that's, um, that's basketball over there. Um, and then moving over to the NHL, NHL had their own, oh yeah, uh, sorry, let's go to basketball back for a minute. Speaking of the trading deadline with DeMarcus Cousins, some names that didn't move, uh, Chris Paul was a name thrown around about moving. The Clippers are in this, uh, questionable area, but now that, again, it, it, all these dominoes fall as soon as somebody like Kevin Durant goes down, because now even the Clippers have a chance to move up and maybe even, not likely, but maybe even pass um, the Golden State Warriors in in, in um, seeding for the playoffs. So Chris Paul, who was rumored to move, and the Clippers were rumored to sort of uh, sell off their parts and see what they can get, um, held on tight, and it might actually work out for them. But Chris Paul didn't go anywhere. But the big one is Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony, who Phil Jackson has pretty much been ripping publicly um, for his uh, work ethic and, and ability and just really giving it to him in, in the New York media, which is just that amplifies it 10 times. And uh, Anthony has not quite responded uh, incredibly well. He's been doing better. But um, a lot of people thought, well, he, with all this beating he's been taking from his boss, basically, how is he not going to waive his trade, uh, no trade clause and just say, all right, get me out of here. Apparently he wants to stick with it and he's, you know, improving, doing better. Last couple of games, um, he's been taking uh, some pretty good shots at the end. They've got a couple wins, but not enough to really... I mean, even on the one that he lost, uh, where he um, put up a jumper and uh, at the buzzer and it missed. I mean, you could see the emotion. He rips off his headband. It's not, It doesn't seem like much. like. But to him, for him, that's that's a lot of emotion that he's really showing there. And the Knicks get need all the goodwill they can because, um, you know, last episode we talked a little bit, uh, if we did, at least when I was recording, the last episode prior to this one, um, the Charles Oakley incident had just happened that evening. And here we are weeks later, and Charles Oakley is, uh, you know, sitting courtside at Cavalier Games in Cleveland. I mean, him and Dolan, it's not going to work out well for them. It's going to take a very, very long time. And unless they just coronate him at center court, at the garden, he's not going to be back, and it's not no hatchet's going to be buried. No matter how many closed door meetings they've had, and how many press releases and publicists need to come out and say, "No, no, no, everything's okay, everything's okay," it's just not going to work. Um, so, so moving over to the NHL, who had their own trading deadline. Um, uh, honestly, the biggest names that really moved are the uh, was uh, Jerome uh, Iginla. Uh, went from the Avalanche to the Kings. Um, 
I mean, that's the biggest name you would have heard. Um, you might have heard Joe Whitney, um, stuff like that. Uh, but none, nothing that really made people go, wow, this was a big, it was, it was an okay trading deadline. I mean, that's, that's just kind of how it was. Um, it was, uh, worth a shot for a lot of these teams to really put themselves out there to try and figure out, uh, who to get it, um, and what to, you know, how to improve the team. But I mean, uh, let's, let's see really quickly, looking at the, uh, trades that were moved really quickly. Um, no goalies, uh, were traded at the deadline. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that, um, Ben Bishop, um, uh, from the, I'm sorry, uh, from the Kings, um, to the Avalanche. Um, but I mean, there, there wasn't big one, like no, you know, in, in the old days you would have heard somebody like, oh, Patrick Waugh, when he was traded from the Canadians to the Avalanche, that was a big, that was a big move. Uh, you know, more local, the Islanders did nothing. I mean, even the Rangers and the Devils did small, uh, had small, uh, trades, um, but I mean, there wasn't again not not giant ones, not ones that you can go like this is going to be this is going to be the changer. Again, the only big name was uh, uh, Jerome McGinley. Um, we had a uh, a question uh, from from uh, someone with the gamer tag "Let's Go Blues ninety one um, from the St. Louis area. Um, and, uh, let's go blues 91 wanted to talk about, um, he had asked me, uh, on online about, uh, Doug Armstrong, uh, and how he's really faring as the GM of the blues. Well, the season has been pretty rocky. He fired his, their head coach, Ken Hitchcock, um, you know, a month ago, um, you know, which, it's never a good thing when you have to fire a coach, especially somebody like Ken Hitchcock, who's been around for quite some time and has succeeded in the league. Um, and the big deal this uh, this trading deadline for the Blues was that um, Kevin Shattenkirk, uh, Shatty, if you will, uh, was traded um, by the Blues to um, to Washington, um, which is a big deal. Um, look, uh, you know where the Blues are right now. They're they're near the bottom, trying to find, trying to get that final wild card spot in the Western Conference, um, and you know, look in a league where the Penguins, the Blackhawks, the Capitals, you know, to an extent, the Bruins. Um, these are um, these are the big teams right now, the big powerhouses. Um, they're strong. They've got a large, consistent core that's still pretty youthful um, on that borderline um, veteran youth. Um, and, you know, I think the Blues are in a tough position where they're trying to get to that next level. Um, but they're having difficulty with that, uh, which, which are a lot of teams are. I think that's, that's not surprising. Um... But look, uh, and I also know that um, Armstrong had his hands a little bit tied. Uh, Shaddy wanted to kind of choose where he wanted to go. Because that's the other thing. Someone like Iginla, um, you know, he wants he wants a cup. I don't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He doesn't have a cup. I don't think. 
Um, you know, these players want the Stanley Cup. That's what they play for. And in a league with so many teams, you want to try to, I mean, same thing in basketball, same thing in all these sports now. I want, you're seeing less and less, because everybody gets a lot of money in these leagues. Uh, money is not an issue to an extent. They want to be paid like they're, they are how they feel they are, like how successful and how good they are. Pay me what I'm worth. But now you're seeing a lot more of the shift back to I want the title or at least more a more focus on that. Money's going to be there. Money's always going to be there. I mean, this isn't this isn't um uh pre free agency in baseball um where it was like collusion with the owners. Um and then all of a sudden people started to be free agents and then the value you know contracts rose and rose and rose and rose and rose and then by the late 90s it was all about money 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 and now that all of these contracts are starting to level off now in all the sports level off a little bit you know people are getting paid a lot yes but all of them are getting paid a lot i mean the league minimum in in most of these sports are more than um so many other daily professions make and that's just at um, league minimum. So, you know, the money's there. Now I think you're seeing a lot more of a pushback to, well, I'm here, I want a title. Basketball especially, you're seeing that. I want to win. I'm going to get up with these guys who I know pretty well from playing in college, from playing in um, All-America games, uh, from playing in the Olympics, and just having a similar, you know, background and 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 friendships money's not so much so much the issue it's still an issue in some cases but not so much an issue so uh, armstrong is an okay gm and unless you can find somebody better i i think he'll be okay so thank you let's go blues 91 um you can give us a call at nine uh six two six four two seven seventy six seventy eight and call and Ask uh, for any other opinions or any other um, sports-related questions. Um, moving over to baseball, which is currently going on, on right now in the um, spring training. Um, no big injuries, which is good. The only thing that's that's really come up has been uh, David Wright for the Mets. Uh, shoulder impingement. Um, he has to shut down his throwing. Might not be ready for opening day. As a Met fan, it's sad to see somebody like David, who was there in some pretty lean times, uh, especially after um, uh, what's his name? Ma- uh, Bernie Madoff, the Ponzi scheme came to light, and the Wilpons were absolutely embarrassed. And you know, everybody was calling for them to sell the team. Um, and David was there for all that a little bit before and a little bit after. Um, and now he he wants to. He's such a part of the team and such a part of the Mets culture. He wants to be there. But unfortunately, his body is starting to give out his back. He puts a lot of torque into, he's always put a lot of torque into his uh, swing. And it's been affecting his back. Back injuries don't get better in, fo- in baseball. They don't. Look at David, look at um, Don Mattingly as a, as a big example. Um, these back, you don't get better from back injuries past the age of you know, 30. It doesn't happen, no matter how many surgeries you do. And so what's probably going to happen is gonna, he's, he's got to retire. 
Not at this very moment. He's going to try, and the Mets are going to give him that um, because there's enough. There, there's so many players on the Mets that can contribute, and they have so many good young players on the minors that the Mets are going to give David the chance to try without feeling like um, they're left out in the cold. Um, that they're, you know, they don't have a backup. They have enough of a backup plan. So um, they're going to let David have the chance to try, but it's probably not going to happen. And David would probably be best if he just says, you know what, it's going to happen soon. Uh, not like in a week, not in a month. Maybe at the end of this year he'll try, give it a one more shot, or maybe it might be two years. But it's it's not for much longer. I mean, I believe he's 32. He's been playing in the league for 12 years. But these last couple of seasons, he hasn't made 100 games, I think, in total. So uh, we'll see what David does with that. But, I mean, with everything else around um, spring training has been good. Um, no, uh, Again, no injuries, no devastating spring training injuries that have caused uh, all, any of these teams to just pretty much say, well, <laughs> we're done for this year. We're done for the year. Um, but already the big um, viral uh video and gift that's been going around just happened today um for the mets uh, coincidentally uh luis um, guillerme uh, I, I apologize if anybody knows how to pronounce it g u i l l o r m e guillermo guillerme i apologize luis um uh Here's another name, Hetcheveria. I can't even pronounce it. Hetcheveria of the Marlins uh, swung and missed and let go of the bat. The bat was going into the dugout, and uh, Lewis reached over his head, grabbed the bat by the um, by the handle, and pulled it right back over his head. Um, just did it without flinching. Um, if you watch the video, uh, Mets prospect Brandon Nimmo in the background uh, just started to freak out. And then he turned back around. He he could have swore that bat was going to hit him, but he just started to freak out. And Lewis just reached over his head, grabbed it real quick, and in the air, in the air by the handle, pulled it back and flipped it back to Hedgevaria. <laughs> Incredible, amazing. It's going to be tough to beat. And uh, for the Mets, I, I almost take that as a good sign, being a Mets fan. We'll see how that goes. So that's baseball. Um, and then in uh, we'll get... Here we are back to the NFL. The NFL, the the league that runs the show. A uh, couple things. First of all, the um, NFL Olympics are starting tomorrow, Friday, uh, March 3rd. The NFL Combine. If you like the Olympics, if you like track and field events, you will love the NFL Combine if you have not watched. You can watch it online uh, quite easily through streams, NFL.com, NFL Now, NFL Live, stuff like that. You just need to search... Um, uh, NFL Combine stream, and you'll get it really easily. But, I mean, there's the 40-yard dash. There's a long jump. Uh, there is um, drill activities, but there's a, a vertical leap, vertical jump. Just uh, There's bench pressing, which I think just happened. They just took uh, a bunch of the players, took the wonder uh, quarterbacks, took the Wonderlick test, which is like a personality, IQ, and um, uh, what else we want to call it? Uh, like a judgment test. Um, like if you score over like a 30, you did really well. Vince Young once scored, famously scored a six. 
I mean, he's also out of the league now and at, you know, somewhere and not doing well. So, uh, but uh, others have been saying how outdated it is and um, how ne- how in need of the NFL uh, needing to uh, upgrade it and get a new Wonderlick test. So the NFL combine, I'm excited to see because I like to see that. And then you, you want to see these names, Deshaun uh, Watson, how's he going to fare, um, Miles Teller, um, Mitch, uh, what's his name, Trebrinsky, um, I think. Uh, he's the uh, North Carolina quarterback, and I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Um, so, yeah, so he's going to be, uh, you know, these players that you hear about and you're going to want to watch. Okay, great. Uh, also in the NFL, um, a lot of movement uh, contract stuff. Uh, let's start with the franchise tags that have been going around. Uh, Antonio Brown was um, not, um, I'm sorry, Le- Le'Veon Bell got put on an exclusive franchise tag with the Steelers, so he's going to be staying there. And at the same time, the Steelers also made Antonio Brown the highest paid wide receiver. Uh, 68 million extension for the next four years. Look, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Now he's getting paid for it. And he paid, you know, paid um, properly in his mind for it. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk after the uh, Facebook Live incident and him just kind of disappearing in the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game. You know, how would the team uh, and the relationship with Antonio Brown continue? Well, it's going to continue. Uh, so they've got their. Uh, Three-headed monster continuing again. Um, the Giants uh, put the franchise tag on uh, Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Pierre Paul, but um, JPP said he's not going to sign with the Giants. He's not going to sign with the with them on the franchise deal. Uh, so he'll try to work something out. This might go into uh, um, this might go into training camp. Uh, if it does, it'll be really interesting to see how that goes. Um. And then a lot of contract movements, uh, cuts and uh, not re-signing players. Um, for the Jets, two of them, uh, Nick Mangold, who's been the center for the last, oh my God, has been, it's been about 10 years. Him and uh, DeBrickershaw Ferguson came to the team in the same draft, same uh, round, if I remember correctly, first round. And uh, Stalwart uh, at center. Um, and now he's been cut. I mean, this is a guy who... You know, in in a town like New York where Noah Syndergaard is called Thor, I mean, if anybody could rival him for that, Nick Mangold could with his big burly with a, with a big burly beard and then long flowing golden hair. I mean, his sister's an Olympic weightlifter, for crying out loud, and he was just fun. I mean, this is a guy who got kicked out of a Ranger game for being too uh, verbally abusive <laughs> to to uh, the to the teams in the game. I mean, to the point where Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is a friend of his, um, is, like, trying to calm him down and, like, plead with security. Please don't kick out Nick Mangold, a uh, multiple Pro Bowl player for the New York Jets. Please don't do this. And they're just photos of Nick Mangold, red, red face, yelling obscenities and freaking out with his Rangers jersey on. Very funny. Um, But on the opposite end of that, the Jets also cut Darrell Rivas. You know, Mangold was very loyal to the team, and the Jets treated his loyalty very nice, you know, wonderfully, and the fans loved, loved Mangold. Revis, I mean, aside from his nickname of Revis Island, his most notable achievement is going to come with the hated Patriots and winning a Super Bowl and helping them win the Super Bowl. 
I mean, that's that's tough to take, especially after the debacle that happened just before that. I mean, they traded away Ravis to the Bucks for one year with the plan of, you're coming back. Yeah, I'm coming back. Well, some somebody didn't do the right thing because he didn't come back, and he signed with the Patriots for that one year. And, you know, Revis has said publicly, like, he's felt just, he's had a very chilly relationship with the Patriots in the one year, got the ring. I mean, they weren't even going to give him, they were just going to mail him the ring, and Revis was like, I don't think I'm even going to care about this thing. I mean, he might have just put that on for the public, but still. I mean, that's a big deal to say, like, I want to ring with them, but I, I, I could care less. Um, or I couldn't care less, I apologize. <laughs> so, and then Revis, you know, with his legal troubles now in Pittsburgh, where he was accosted, apparently, by somebody very, very early in the morning uh, on the streets of Pittsburgh, uh, accosted for a photo, didn't want it, got into a physical altercation, and apparently knocked a guy out, um, maybe even two, depending on reports. And um, with all that legal trouble, you know, it, the Jets, and, and his diminished play. I mean, Revis Island is a thing of the past. Um, like Much like the Icky Shuffle, um, it, it's, a, it's of a bygone era. And he was no more. I mean, he's going to be a safety for someone somewhere, but it's not going to be for the Jets if, hopefully, um, for his sake, but, you know, depending on what the uh, the law says, what uh, the courts rule, um, if he plays again, it will be for somewhere else at safety, not at cornerback. He's not, he's lost the step. He's older. It's not going to work out well for him. So, and then just came across uh, the board just as we're recording. Uh, the Jets also signed, um, or uh, cut, they also cut Brandon Marshall, who, I mean, look oh and he asked to be cut loose so they released him marshall's looking around they don't have a quarterback a re- let's be honest the jets don't have a quarterback bryce petty and hackenberg these are not um nfl quarterbacks they were like well maybe we'll give a shot we'll see what happens no it's not working it's not going to work they're not quarterbacks they're stop gaps for this year they're just going to suck i mean you know the the colts famously did the suck for luck uh, to try to get the first pick, and they did. They got Andrew Luck, and everybody's talking about this draft crop uh, that Deshaun Watson, while really good, really great college quarterback, is not going to be a good pro quarterback. That this guy out of um, um, that this guy out of North Carolina is a good quarterback, but not good enough. That the transition is going to be too much. I mean, the defensive side of the ball is probably the, the only strength in this draft. I mean. Uh, running backs here and there, but no big offensive linemen, no um, really um, ready-to-go uh, quarterbacks. Um, so all these skilled positions, and on a team like the Jets, who have now no offensive line, I'm sorry, Nick Mangle was the only piece in that offensive line that was really good. The rest are average or bad. And they did get rid of um, uh, Brandon, uh, they got rid of Giacometti, and he was terrible. I'm sorry, he was awful. They also got rid of Ryan Clady, one year, a former pro bowler with the gun. There's nobody at the line of scrimmage. So they're not, it, I mean, the Jets have done really bad things with the draft, but they would be seriously foolish if they draft a quarterback in the first round, start him, he will get murdered um, figuratively, and maybe even literally, depending on who they play and how good their pass rush is. 
against the Jets because there's no offensive line. We saw that in the Dolphins game where they just stood up and they they didn't even know what the play count was, what the snap count was. They just let uh, Cameron Wake and, and, and Mario Williams and, and, and Ndamukong Sue just rush by him and smash Petty. It's going to be the same all season. And so unless you're looking next year at the USC quarterback in the 2018 NFL draft, there's no reason why you should be drafting anybody but um, your... Look, I know I said there's no good offensive lineman, but can we just get the best offensive lineman in this draft? We have the sixth pick. I don't want to hear um, uh, Fournette's name, Leonard Fournette's name in the Jets in the same sentence. I don't want to hear about that. I, 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 the Jets have only taken um, defensive players in the first round in the last 10 years. I'd really like them to build up something on offense, but I know they're just going to get another defensive player, and it's not even going to be the best one. Um, the guy from Texas and Miles Teller. It, you know, so the Jets are just going to... This is going to be an awful season. Hopefully it's not going to be 1-15. in 15. If it could be, uh, you know, 4-11, and 11, I'll be fine. So long as they get the first pick next year, or at least a very high draft pick, and it's a much better crop next year. That's the only real saving grace in this, um, uh, in this whole thing. Um, so... All right. Uh, oh, and uh, Will Allen gets six years in prison for a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's a banner day for the uh, New York uh, football teams. Uh, Will Allen, former Giant. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> not really good. Um, so thank you very much for listening uh, on this episode. It was a bit rambly. Um, trying to get more guests. Trying to get other. But if you uh, think you can do uh, better than some of the guests I've had in my past, uh, I don't mean my father, I need disrespect, but if you think you're better than him, if you, hey, if you even think you're better than me, call up. 626-427-7678. 626-427-78. And I'm going to let my friend Andrew tell you all about the rest of the places uh, you can contact me at. So, Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes Store to leave a review of the show. Also, visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.